Hey guys, welcome to the CP Junkie podcast, where we bring you interviews with dentists sharing their CPD stories and journeys from around Australia. What better way to learn than to follow those who've already done it before? CPD Junkie is Australia's most comprehensive CPD, so head over to cpdjunkie.com.au and become a member for free to access the full features of the site. Today's guest is Dr. Kajan Chia, who is currently practicing in Darwin. Dr. Kajan is the treasurer of the ADA Northern Territories branch and sits on multiple ADA federal subcommittees. He is also working with Colgate and is working in their Advocates of Oral Health editorial subcommunity. On top of all this, Dr. Kajan has launched The Limitless Dentist, a motivational coaching company aiming to provide awareness of mental health issues in the dental community and helping dentists overcome burnout through various mindset tools. So I'm really excited to chat with him tonight. Uh, he's doing a lot, so it's always great to chat with people who are very busy and to get their experiences and their journeys. Hey, Dr. Cajun, how you doing? Good, Emmett, how are you? Yeah, doing well, thanks. Thanks for joining us on the uh, CPD Junkie podcast. Uh, this is episode three, so we're sort of getting into the rhythm of things now, and I'm uh, excited to dig into your background and your story. So before we get into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's like to be working up and uh, practicing up in Darwin? Yeah, so I mean, for me, it's it's home. I was born and raised here, so I've never really known anywhere different apart from when I uh, left Darwin to study dentistry in Cairns. Um, but to give you a bit of a feel, it's the perfect combination of a capital city vibe coupled with that kind of regional, remote, small community safety net um and yeah we've, we've got we're really laid back here in the territory so I, I think that's the best way you could describe if you want to relax lifestyle kind of live up here <laughs> and tell me a little bit about the limitless dentist that you've started um it's a great initiative um you know as someone who does these things uh you know the podcast and all that and cpd junkie um i know how much work it takes and uh dedication it takes so tell me a little bit about what you're hoping to do with the limitless dentist and sort of what your goals are for that yeah, I really appreciate you mentioning it. I started the Limitless Dentist uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, it's a bit of a passion project of mine uh, where basically last year uh, during the pandemic, I experienced, um, I'm only a recent grad, so I'm almost three years out. And I experienced one of the worst burnout episodes of I guess my career, as short as it was. And uh, when it happened, I was kind of on the cusp of actually quitting dentistry wow. only 18 months into the job. Um, but it didn't feel right that I'd only given 18 months and I was, and, and I'll kind of, what it did was it then opened up my deep dive into my personal development journey. Um, and it wasn't until I started opening up a bit and sharing my vulnerabilities and my stories and how I felt with my colleagues that people were starting to tell me that they had had burnout crisis in their own careers, sometimes multiple times over the whole period of time, yeah. um, more than one burnout, sorry, over a long career time. And I was like, and so the first thing I felt was, that's great. Like, I'm not the only one. But then the second thing I realized was like, oh my gosh, like there's a lot of our colleagues here that are suffering in silence. Yeah. And so really the Limitless Dentist is um, trying to uh, be one of those, uh, I guess you could say without being cliche, beacons of light for people where, you know, I share my story, my vulnerability to try and make that conversation and break down those mental health stigmas. Yeah. Um, but I've got I've got to focus really on um, helping other recent grads like myself um, work through or eliminate burnout if they're going through it, or try to prevent it in the first place. 
That's really good. I mean, I, I definitely had those episodes as well, sort of early in my career and definitely working too much. And it took some time to uh, really figure out what's going on and step back and even reduce the workload, you know, you know working less days and um, to try and get on top of it. So I definitely do appreciate what you're doing. I hope um, that people who are in need of some help can reach out to you and get some advice. So I think that's, that's awesome. Uh, what we're hoping to do obviously with these is to keep them really uh, high yield and sort of short and crisp. So uh, tell me a little bit about your perfect clinical day currently and what that sort of looks like. Yeah. So I actually don't believe in perfect clinical days. Perfection <laughs> is something we should ever be striving for, but I can tell you about what my ideal clinic. Yeah. Would be. Um, and that's, uh, I would probably say it was a little bit like today where I'm seeing no more than around six patients where I get ample time. So like a good one hour, sometimes one hour plus um, doing procedures that at my current level, I've got a good baseline level of confidence. So, um, you know, things like single canal or even two canal uh, endos, restorative procedures where I've got ample time to really um do my due diligence and do excellency and i really i've started to really enjoy perio and, and, and cleaning so yeah, yeah. I, I really i love doing my hands and i clean so that that's really a great day when i get a whole day of cleans um i'm i'm, I'm happy yeah, that's great. And I think the, 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 the aspect that you mentioned with making sure you have enough time is a big thing, especially when you're starting out, because, uh, you know, the procedures themselves are stressful as they are. And then when you add the time pressure and the patient waiting in the waiting room and you're running late, those things really sort of pile on the pressure that you feel throughout your day and kind of um, accumulate over time as well. So in terms of, you know, we said you're building a base competence in these things, you know, some basic endo, some perio, definitely restorative. What courses have you done so far since you've graduated that you find have allowed you to do these procedures more predictably and and with minimal stress? Yeah, so I'd, I'd probably say there were four of, I could say my top four CPD things yeah. that I've done because there's I've done quite a bit. Number one, in 19, when we could do a physical one, I went to ADA Congress, mm -hmm. which was a whole three days of CPD. I did my entire cycles worth in those three days. Um, that was amazing because it was a mixture of didactic lectures, but I actually paid an extra hands-on workshop to do um, learn direct injection molding technique for composite yeah. resin um, with Eduardo Mann. Um, so that was an amazing, um, but he was teaching using, uh, I believe it was a, uh, a, a different type of flow because uh, Genio Universal Injectable, I don't think was in the market yet. Um, but that method I've started to use for some of my more complex cases like um, rehabs and that kind of thing, because I'm all about predictability when it comes to interior compasses, because I don't know about you, but I'm quite shocking when it comes to free handing compasses. Yeah. And so I want as much predictability in my anatomy as possible. Um, the second thing that was really useful was I did Sahil Sony's rubber dam course. Yeah. Um, and that was great. Uh, I can't say that I use rubber dam a lot or as much as he does but just having that confidence to know how to use rubber dam effectively and floss ligatures and all that kind of stuff just gave me confidence to know when I can select my cases and, and what armamentarium I can use. Um, the third uh, great CPD course I probably did in three and four are, are under one person but a couple of years ago I did Sabi Hunt's uh, he did a wax up course for us in the Northern okay, Territory. Cool photography course and that was a two-day hands-on workshop yeah um we got an electric wax knife with that course as well so it's it's i've had time to i do my own wax ups when i can really? um That's cool. yeah and then also dental photography um you know i've got uh, uh, all the camera kits so um i've been starting to delve into that as well to try and take better photography that's really cool so tell me you know of all the ones that you've done 
has there been a course that you did uh, you're really excited about and then when you kind of get came back to the practice after you found that you weren't sort of uh, maybe ready to implement it or the stuff that you learned in the course wasn't as applicable as you'd hoped into your like day-to-day practice yeah i mean i think uh trying to pick a cbd that you can implement directly it has to be some sort of hands-on component that you're working with the materials and those materials have to be already readily available in your practice yeah. i would probably say i'm really lucky because i work for a bupa dental practice i work for a corporate yeah uh, last year during the pandemic they actually had and i was lucky to be a select few people to be trialing their new uh hands-on workshops that are done in your practice and you do oh, it over zoom Really and cool. so one of them was, an, was a hands-on uh, direct injection molding technique using uh, with, uh, sorry, GC, and they did it with Genial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that one was great because we got the tools and then I also had the sample stuff to then use. Um, so cool. I'll probably say that. But other things where it's harder to use is probably the more didactic lecture type theory-based stuff where mm-hmm. it's just adding to your fundamental knowledge, but it doesn't necessarily have an exact um, thing that you can apply directly on that next day. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think uh, we talked about this in some of the previous episodes as well is uh, people do these didactic courses and and they think like they're supposed to absorb it all and come back and they should just be able to like implement it right away. Whereas it does take some study, like just like, you know, going to dental school and whatnot. uh, You do have to put in the the time to kind of review the material and then think about how you can actually go about implementing it into your into your clinical practice. So let's uh, let's fast forward a little bit now. So it's five years from now. You've been working for a bit. I'm assuming you're keeping your same, you know, hectic. Uh, work ethic up and doing all these courses and things like that. So um, you've expanded your clinical sort of scope in five years. What do you think your ideal day will look like then? I would probably actually say that my ideal work day will actually be a bit of a combination of not just clinical seeing patients, but a bit of time as well to do more um, admin things or even just other ventures within my actual day block. I believe in this theory because I, you know, today was a day where I wasn't fully booked and that extra time sort of allowed me to shift my focus away from clinical. And because I got that break, when I did refocus, I was able to be really present. So I'd say my ideal day is eventually tailoring some sort of hybrid day where I do a little bit of ADA stuff or my limitless dentist stuff. And then I also see some patients and I get a really good mix in one day. So it's not just all clinical and I don't feel exhausted by the end of the day. That's pretty cool. So how do you make the most of your downtime? Because I think that's a big tip for dentists as well. Because I personally, I mean, I used to be much better and I used to have like online courses and stuff that I would do. Uh, whereas now I find if I do have the rare gap in my book, I, I'm like not as productive as I should be with that time. So do you have any tips or strategies around what to do with that downtime? I would probably say, especially I know that a lot of your audience are like recent grads and stuff. So my recommendation is in your early years and you've got some downtime, head to some sort of CPD portal if you're an ADA member, you know, there's a massive portal there or even just YouTubing stuff. Um, doing CPD is one way of filling your time, but I know sometimes you only get to watch the first few minutes and then you get a patient in. Yeah. Um, one of the things I started doing was actually, I'm lucky that in my practice, we've got our own kind of lab setup. It's not a full functioning lab, but because I did the wax up course, I will actually go into the lab and try to catch up on my lab work or even just practice doing some wax up the cases. Um, uh-huh. That kind of hands-on type of practice as opposed to just learning lecture. I really love that. Um, the other thing that I've 
started trying to block my time for is uh, Dr. Bill Gurgis has his uh, Lego, tooth Lego kits. Mm-hmm. Um, I've yeah. got that ready to go and I'm hoping to find some or block some time out in my non-productive time to try and do some of those as well and improve my that's really cool. I think I think that's great. And I think that's something that you can do to develop your hand skills without the clinical stress of you know the patient and all that kind of stuff. So um, you're, you can put some music on or listen to a podcast or something, kind of just you know, play with your hands and get the hand skills up, which is which is awesome. Is there any CPD, obviously, you know, once the lockdowns and all that ease up and things are kind of back to normal, uh, is there any CPD that you're really looking forward to do that you haven't done yet? Got a couple of bucket list items. My top one is probably, um, I'd love to do that um, one, a composite resin course with like um, the Stratum BXY one with yeah. like um, uh, Aiden Doherty and, uh, uh, and all those guys. Yeah. Uh, the other one too is um, Lawrence Lau's Seric uh, module because we have Seric in our practice. Oh, nice one of my weakest areas in terms of fixed pros and because majority of our fixed pros work is seric i'd love to um upskill in that and do a hands-on course in that that's awesome so thanks for uh, for joining us i think there's a lot of great tips in there um i like how you you're very intentional with you know how you want to set up your day and it's it's not all about you know being as busy as you can be or trying to jam in as much as you can take your time enjoy what you're doing enjoy the clinical things that you're doing and and you know like we were talking about briefly in the pre-interview everyone's going to develop at their own pace and different uh different levels so you know don't compare yourself to what other people are doing all the time and be like oh they're doing this and this and i should kind of catch up and do the same so um i really appreciate that uh tell us a little bit before we wrap up where people can uh find you know yourself or the limitless dentist and how they can reach out to you yeah, so I mean, you can reach out to me on Facebook directly, um, Cajun Chia, just search me up on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, if for the Limitless Dentist, uh, just search at the Limitless Dentist on Instagram. I go live every Saturdays and share some training tips and tools in my story. So yeah, give us a follow. I'd appreciate that. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for that. Take care.